Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports, who are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, for the first show of the brand new year, Mr. Andy Molitor. How goes it? It goes. It goes. It's Monday. I just got four emails for canceled meetings, which so my day is looking up. Those are the um, best meetings. Yep. Uh, my my wife is not working today. The kids don't have school, so they are going out on a I don't a scavenger hunt's the wrong word for it, more of a trek, a journey into uh, trying to spend all the gift cards that everyone got. Like, <laughs> hey, let's go hit up all these stores and use up. You know, let's buy stuff twenty and fifty bucks at a time. I'm saving mine for when I'll actually need them. That's how boring I am with that. But no, oh, it was a it was a fun New Year's celebration i would have liked to see the timberwolves not be horrible in the second half uh, my daughter was beside herself when they started to catch up like honey it's a game of runs and realized like the timberwolves didn't have a run left didn't have a run left in them boy they played horrible i will say and if you are of the age that we are maybe a little older honestly like 40 to 45 would be better for this halftime show of the timberwolves New Year's Eve game was Arrested Development, the Atlanta-based hip-hop group. They were from oh. like early, early nineties. They're Tennessee. The show for some reason. No, like they no, had the no. Cast no the, Arrested Development there. No, no, that that would have been awesome too. But it was <laughs> funny. Like they, they kind of, it kind of slapped. I have no idea how they, why they got them. But yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee. Like they were, they still kind of had it. It was, it was pretty good. So, good New Year's Eve for me. Would you, uh, would you get up to? I mean, just quickly, the greatest halftime show of all time is still Red Panda. If you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, Google NBA halftime show Red Panda. This tiny little woman gets up on like a, what has to be a 20-foot high unicycle and takes bowls. Start first one at a time, then two, then three, and flips them onto her head and stacks them. It's the most impressive thing I have ever seen anybody do. And screw you, Dan. She's the best. You're the worst. Red Panda is great. It's just ridiculous. There's there's no magnets. Yeah, Dan Dan is Dan is doing Man of the Library to Red Panda. Red no, Panda is fun. I, I I have seen it. So, um, you're in review. <laughs> I, I jokingly put it in the rundown for Dan and said we were going to go over our 100 favorite bets of the year. Obviously, we don't have time for that. It's a 20 minute show, and we have other stuff to bet. I will say. I wanted to talk about like my favorite bet and maybe my least favorite or dumbest. I don't know what's better, dumbest or least favorite. Favorite bet for sure is Paulo. Like, like you you said, if we did top one hundred, the sixty of them would be draft bets for sure between the NBA and the NFL. But uh, yeah, we for sure Paulo just because that was so much money. And but like the the when you look back on the the roller coaster of the Woj tweets. It's fun now. That day it wasn't fun, but once it finally got done, that was uh that was my favorite bet. Maybe maybe my least favorite bet was Mac Jones rookie of the year because of all the false hope I had all season long. And then Jamar Chase just went off in the last game or two and it was gone. It was gone. I've lost so much money on Mac Jones the, not not even I've lost so much money. It's a few hundred dollars, but I've lost so much potential money on Mac Jones, Heisman, Mac Jones, Rookie of the Year. But uh, I, I think that's where I'm at. I know what your favorite is for sure. It's my favorite bet that I'll ever win. I will never win a bet better than this. The Lakers to miss the playoffs at 20 to 1. Ugh. 
the, it's not even the money. I mean, the money was great. Obviously, that's fantastic. But to have the Lakers miss the playoffs after watching them do all those videos with everyone together, having fun, the slow burn and, and just crushingness of it. So that was absolutely my favorite. I think my least favorite, it's another team that I generally hate, the Boston Celtics. As usual, Andy, fuck Boston. I really thought they were going to win the finals last year. I had a bunch of money on them in futures markets before the series against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they come out, I think they won two of the first three games. I try not to even remember, and then just folded like a goddamn chair. So I, I think my favorite, yeah, will be easily I, the best bet I've ever won and will ever win is Lakers to miss the playoffs and fuck Boston. Yeah, they should have. They should, Paul Revere should have slept in. Morocco over Spain is a good call. Matt Ryan at 60 to 1 live. JT from the PGA. Dan is Stetson's Bennett top four Heisman finalist. Kind of hilarious. That, like, it was more of a career, like you give a career achievement award to an old player. That's what they did for Stetson Bennett. Because, like, and I, I joked with Dan about this. I'm like, he's not good, like NFL good. But if you win, like, 98% of your games over a couple of years, win a national championship and are heading back there. Like you kind of got to give the guy a bone. So putting him on the stage for sure makes sense. And yeah, it was uh Matt Rooney had Maple Leafs lightning four three exact series score. I remember that one as well. That was fun for sure. Lots of fun to be had. And yes, the, the drafts I'm that's my, maybe my biggest concern about 2023 is what the offerings will look like for draft markets because I feel like the books took it four ways from Sunday, like all four drafts. They got, they got hurt by the Swedish kid. I don't remember where he was from. Finnish, the hockey kid. Um, people had the Matt Holiday stuff out early, and then Walker and Paulo. They got kind of stung on all the first overall draft picks. So, be interesting. But a long time until we have a draft. We are gonna. It'll be till April, so we'll have to bet some stuff in the interim. And the NBA does not sleep. When is the All Star Game? How far are we away? Like four or five weeks? That's a great question. I think it's usually in February. Yeah, I'm gonna try to see when it is. Let's see if the Google machine knows. Yeah, Sunday, February 19th. Okay, so like six, six, seven weeks yet. Okay, I've just seen a lot of. You know, like every game you watch is like, hashtag make sure we get this guy to the all-star game. Like, is it really that soon? But uh, voting is commenced. and They start early. You got a couple of looks here. Well, it's really just one game. I know this always really tickles you when this happens. But there are 10 games in the association tonight. Just one of them that I've bet so far. Um, Some clunky matchups. A lot of lines that look just about right to me. I will say I will bet the New York Knicks. Um, If Jalen Brunson is in, which... You know, if he does, that line will move out. But if Jalen Brunson's announced in, I get the Knicks at minus three, even minus, you know, minus two, minus three against the Phoenix Suns at home. I really like that spot quite a bit for them, but have to wait on that. Uh, be wary of whatever's going on with the Clippers line. The Clippers are just two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, there has been no whispers or anything on the injury report I can see about Kawhi or Paul George possibly not playing, but. The way that line is set and the way that it's moved a little bit this morning, it seems like there's some injury nonsense afoot. So beware of that. And then Joel Embiid, out of nowhere, was announced questionable today. I don't know why the Sixers would rest him tonight against the Pelicans team they just lost to on the road and, and, you know, could easily beat with him on the floor. 
But again, a couple things to avoid. But one game I, I like, my uh, numbers like two angles actually in the same game here. The Dallas Mavericks visit the Houston Rockets tonight. I love this spot for the Houston Rockets. They're a team that we bet on quite a bit this year. They've been pretty good for us, especially at home. I had this line closer to four and a half, five points. So happy to take seven, seven and a half, anything higher than that. Again, the Rockets at home have been pretty solid. They shoot better. The level of effort is better. There's no fourth quarter tanking nonsense, it seems, in those home games. And in general, they've been good. They continue to kind of push almost again like the magic of the Western Conference, just not quite as good. Um and also take the under here. I know that unders, it has been overtime in the NBA, but quietly the last couple of days, you're up a few units if you're just blindly betting unders. It's all part of cycles. At some point, the shooting numbers, it looks like they're starting to come down. Offensive efficiency starting to come down a little bit. And at some point, overs will return. Again, it's all pretty cyclical here as the market is overall efficient, but there are periods. So I, th- I think maybe the under, the overs have cooled off a bit. And not only just because of that, but um, had this number, honestly, closer to 224. So happy to get 228 here. I think there was some 229s last night. Anything 227 or higher, again, should just be a clunky, tight game here. Um, as much as the Rockets do like to push pace a little bit, they generally play to the pace of their opponent, especially better teams. Dallas plays at a very slow pace. And uh, the Rockets do well with the Mavericks try. I'm sorry, the Rockets do well defensively with the Mavericks try to do on offense. They cover the perimeter very well, and there's not really a big interior threat here for the Mavericks to take advantage of. So like the under here, it should be a good matchup for kind of a few points, and the Rockets plus 7.5, and, and I guess maybe I should have just bet the Mavericks team total under two because it's kind of what I'm doing at this point, but just these two for now. Sure. I'm, I'm fine with that. Two bets, but on the same game, on a 10-game slate. You do you, Alex. Bet your edges, guys. <laughs> don't don't let stuff like don't let creeping determinism and things get in your head. Bet what you I'm think you're edge Andy. on. Yeah, no, you're not. Like that, I'm I'm 100 behind you on this. You, you bet your edges, people. So, uh, small edge on the Monday night game. I liked. I got this early, and it is starting to move my way a little. Um, essentially, I was making a decision between the money line and minus one. When I bet this on Tuesday, I took minus one at a, a I thought it was a pretty fair price. I would never pay extra for the money line in a spot like this. Um, it is one and a half at a lot of places. I, I still think that's fine. Um, this game probably goes over the total too. I'm not sure what these defenses have done to keep this under 50, the way these offenses have been looking this year. Um and even though it's a road game, I make Buffalo a three-point favorite here. I have them as my my clear number one in the power rankings right now, just from a betting power ranking standpoint. Love Cincinnati. Um, it would be a it'd be a nice consolation if they could. Uh, I guess if they did win this game, I have some Cincinnati to win the division games, but bets. But really, they they need to beat Baltimore next week. Either way, I believe. I think if they win this game. They can still lose the division if they were to lose to the Tyler Huntley, probably led uh, Baltimore Ravens next week. So I'm not so sure the motivation is as big as it should be, despite the fact that they could actually get the one seed if things get weird, which would need some help from Kansas City. So this is a very important game with the seeding. I'm looking for I'm looking for Allen to ball out. He has been good in bigger spots like this. I know the Bills have been. A little hit and miss. All the good teams in the AFC, honestly, the NFL have been. But I took minus one here, and I'm looking at you for a little guidance on who we think scores first. 
I think it's going to be a pretty fun game. I'm curious to see how some of the matchups look like. And um, congrats, or I guess sorrow to anybody in the fantasy championship. I wonder if, how many games are up in uh, play yeah. tonight because there's got a lot of fantasy players out there. And you see that at the top of the first touchdown scoreboard again. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, even T. Higgins here, all in single digits tonight. So good luck to anybody that's still alive at this point. A handful of numbers today. One, a little smaller than I'm used to playing, but this is the best number I think we've had on Josh Allen all year. Um, he's somebody yeah. who's kind of an autoplay for me at 12 to Week 1. one. He's been... Week 1, Alex. This was oh, that's right, he was 14 or and, something. And, and you, like, you just couldn't believe it. And I think it hit. I can't remember. It might have, it might have not. But again, 12 to 1, this is just an autoplay. Um, the way that Josh Allen continues to be the best and most threatening runner on that team is important. Uh, the Bengals, again, give up a lot of rushing yards in general. Um, just kind of have to play Josh Allen at this number. Um, Tyler Boyd, going to play both Bengals wide receivers here. They're number three and four guys. You see Tyler Boyd there at the top, Trenton Irwin all the way down there at the bottom. It's hard to get at this. Yes, Trenton Irwin, he's the number four receiver, Patrick, and the Bengals and quietly picking up more and more snap share every week. Had a touchdown last week, continues to pick up more and more targets. Not sure exactly what it is that you know they like about integrating him into this offense, but it's been very successful. And this is how you get after the Bills. Those third, fourth wide receivers have had good games all year against them as their top corners focus on Chase. They're going to focus on T. Higgins tonight. Um, happy to play again, both the kind of the secondary receivers for the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow, again, just kind of a system play has scored a first touchdown. I believe already this year is a couple rushing touchdowns, anything 20 to one or better on burrow is just an automatic play. And they're going to play both defenses tonight. Um, kind of an interesting dynamic. The bills turn the ball over a lot and they get teams to turn the ball over a lot, which generally is a recipe for some defensive touchdowns. We've seen as the season progressed, defense get a little bit better. They have more tape on these offenses. I think as much as both of these teams are going to be throwing the ball, we'll have a live shot here at a turnover. Happy to grab both defenses. Um, you know, Giorgio asks about Dawson Knox. Uh, both these defenses are very good against tight ends. That's why I didn't see them on my list here. Um, if you could find Knox at maybe 15 to 1, I'm not sure if that number is out there. That's about where I have it at fair price. Anything 15 to 1 or better is probably okay on Dawson Knox. But again, be careful. Both of these defenses are pretty good against tight ends. Yeah, no one massive. Trenton, Trenton Irwin 40 to 1 is pretty funny, but. If a guy's getting targets, a guy's getting targets. That's how life goes. I won't give him any props because last time I got super excited about a guy having a big day, Derwin James ended him, and we will not be putting the uh, we will not be putting the no need to put that evil on anybody. The don't, hex don't need to put that the hex on anyone. Yeah, Dawson Knox probably Dawson Knox. Maybe a better way to approach Dawson Knox is just props. Like uh, I know Play the DFS players. if you like him, but again, yeah. this is not a good matchup for him. I mean, the, the the Bills really should be looking to throw the ball and and probably honestly run the ball a lot. I wonder if it's going to be kind of a singletary game, but yeah, well, and, the Bengals and, defense has been great against tight ends. Well, they've been good against tight ends, and they they do tackle pretty decent. So if I were playing Dawson Knox props, I'd probably play him receptions over rather than yardage over. It feels like a, you know sense. like six six catches, thirty one yards kind of day where just he can't get anything deep maybe doesn't get a touchdown but i would love to see him get loose i want to see the bills do well so um one college hoops bet it's been lighter slates because you know it's it's still the holiday season and also it's still a monday and a tuesday and these are always lighter slates uh here's a team i bet against the other day with the mad hatters lipscomb the lipscomb 
livers. The Lipscomb bison. You know what? It's always bison when we come back to it. This one actually is the bison. I did get them 10 and a half at one Not place. Bison? But I say bison with like a Z. I don't know why I give it that Z sound. Eh, maybe someone's going to have to. We're, we're going to have to get like a linguist on one. one it's kind of your German background sticking through. It sounds like bison. Yeah. By, yeah, they do give it a Z sound, but yeah, my lips combine against the Liberty Flames. Liberty, of course. I should watch. There's a Netflix movie about the the Fallwells. Maybe I should check that out. But Liberty is a good team. They're ten and four. They have won their only game against Bellarmine in conference play. They're going to be good. They don't do everything great. The offense is great. They're shooting good. They're not good on the offensive boards. They're not good at getting to the line. They're not. They're not perfect. Nobody's. <laughs> nobody's perfect. Like they're, Andy they're betting a, high, a bad team, a tradition yeah. like no other. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, oh no, this is the team I'm betting against. So nobody. Oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait till we get to my team. My team, Lipscomb, doesn't get to the line as well either. But their offense is not that much worse, um, especially from like an effective field goal percentage. They don't turn the ball over much. They, they're not a great deep ball shooting, but overall they're a good shooting team. They're a great free throw shooting team. And I don't think they should be a, uh, they should be a 10 point dog, even on the road here. I make this like eight, probably seven, seven and a half is actually tr a truer number here. Um, kind of in a, in a weird spot. Neither team has played since I think before, the holiday, yeah, the 29th and the 30th they played. But looking for Lipscomb, the bison of Nashville, to get it done here with a decent offensive output. I think they get to 70. Sure. Okay. I don't know anything about any of these teams. Eh, Liberty's good. Liberty, this used to be, they used to be neck and neck. This was always like a good battle. It's like these are the only two good teams in uh, in the yeah, the A-Sun for a while. So just one look. I only had one look yesterday. And the best part, I did it again where I forgot about it because football was on. <laughs> and then I actually asked while I was on the bottom, like, oh, yeah. And uh, my two-lane waves not only covered, they won outright as a dog. So good for us. You're gross, Kyle. Lips. Oh, yeah, he's being ishy. So let's look at some massive prices compared to just a little underdog like that. Looking at uh, looking at some outrights. It's that time of year. We don't get this all the time, too. The timing is never great. It's never been great for us. But once in a while, maybe like once a month, we get outrights for tennis, and I appreciate it. It's just nice. It's one of the best parts about the Australian swing or the down-under swing, if you will, because they are playing in New Zealand as well. That is its own individual country. It's not just Australia down there. But um, it's you get tennis at night, which means we have the time this morning. The lines come out as I'm waking up. we got plenty of time to talk about outrights. It's a double-edged sword of tennis being all day most of the time. Of the year. Usually these matches are in play. But we have played a few first-round matches so far in both tournaments, but outright odds are back up just about everywhere. And a couple numbers that I still like like, um, we'll start in Adelaide, this one actually in Australia, um, Carolina Pliskova, um, the once great Carolina Pliskova really likes it down here. It's really good conditions for her. These courts are fast. The weather is hot. The ball is really flying. And for someone with the power and str um, strength to serve that she has, these situations are really 
good for her. She's done well in this tournament before. I look at her quarter here. She starts against Elena Ostapenko, and that can honestly go either way. Um, I think she either wins that match and advances through her quarter, has a chance maybe even to get to the finals, let alone win this tournament. At 20 to 1, this is just a great number. I had this closer to 12, 13 to 1. And then someone that we've got to bet on quite a bit this year to win some to win uh, WTA tournaments, Linda Nazkova, another of the just endless supply of great Czech female tennis players. It's just nuts. Um, what percentage of the tour basically comes from the, the country of the Czech Republic. And Noskov is just as good, if not better, than any of them. Won her first round match. Now, this is a rogue price. This is only available at Canby. Um, everywhere else is 20, 30 to 1. Go ahead and t- take the time. I know the Canby accounts are tough and you don't want to risk them, but this is worth it. Go ahead and scoop up some 50 to 1 there. Um, if you have 30 somewhere else, that's okay. That's basically right where I have it. But again, a young player has come through qualifying. Looked really good in a tough match against Daria Kasatkina yesterday. Had a chance to lose that match, and a lot of players do. Kasatkina really can grind you down. I was impressed to see her keep it together despite losing that second set and really put her away comfortably in the third. Has really kind of a cakewalk the next couple of rounds. Um, expect her to be a favorite or a very live dog against pretty much the rest of the way until the quarterfinals here. I'm sorry, until the semifinals. So 50 looks great to me. In Auckland, New Zealand, um, Fruvertova. Now, there are two Fruvertovas, but one of them's been knocked out. This is Linda Fruvertova, the only Fruvertova left. Again, another player. We're going to oh, be so, a lot. Linda or Brenda? Linda. Linda came. Yeah, Brenda's out. So there should only be one Fruvertova in there. And if there is two, the, the numbers aren't even close. So give me Linda. Again, another player similar to Nazkova. We're going to be betting to win a lot of these tournaments this year. Really like the way she plays tennis and is someone who I believe is going to be very much on the ascension here. Has her first match against Amaradu Kanu. We'll actually talk about that in just a second. And again, once she kind of pushes past that, things really open up all the way to the semifinals. So like her 18 to 1, I um, think she's a great chance to get her first win of the season. And Yaseline Bonaventure, um, uh, kind of a WTA veteran, if you will, has really struggled with injury the last year or so, but has been great indoors, great on faster courts, has been playing great tennis the last month or so. One of the few players that kind of played through that last month, making sure she gets some reps in, qualified for this tournament in pretty comfortable fashion, has won her first round match already. And again, 50 to one, happy to jump in here on another qualifier. So four outrights and you've got some time. These matches, these tournaments don't restart till, you know, six, five, six o'clock Eastern time today. And when they do. (laughs) And then just, uh, what, Mississippi State out of, uh, out of principle? Like betting, betting against Illinois here, because of the that's what I've heard. But I got more tennis. Mike Andy. Leach helmets. The Mike Leach helmets. Oh shit! You have a whole <laughs> other page of these. Oh, you have regular no, bets. These are actual. Oh, bets, you have regular yes. bets. Regular bets. I was like closing the show. I forgot how much tennis you have today. All right, keep going. Bunch of match bets as well. Well, not a bunch, just a handful here. Two underdogs I like in Adelaide. Um, one will be tonight. Um, Annalena Kalanina. This should be around 10, 30, 11 o'clock Eastern time. Um, plus 140, I'm, I'm seeing, but uh, there should be a plus 150 out there. Really like this matchup for Kalanina against Victoria Azarenka. Uh, again, one of the situations I love to bet. A big-name player on the dissension, a young-name kind of unknown player in good form coming up. So Kalanina, again, coming in here hot as a qualifier, had her best year last year, looks to have continued that, and like Azarenka is honestly on her way out. I think is more worried about making cute videos with her son than playing tennis at this point. So we'll be fading her quite a bit this year, and it starts 
now. Um, Marta Kostyuk, another player who's very good. And now she is going against Elena Rybakina. This is tough. Rybakina should absolutely be favored here, but plus 250 is much too much. Had this closer to plus 180, tweak some stuff and could see how maybe you would make it plus 200, but plus 250 or, or higher, which should be able to find on Marta, just too much. Um, that one will actually be tomorrow night. So you got some time, but go ahead and grab that now. I think it's going to tick down a bit. And then in Auckland, um, a couple matches for us tonight. Linda Fruvertova, again, the only Fruvertova left mentioned. She goes up against Amaradu Kanu. Um, plus 160 um, is actually floated around. It looks like I got a bad number at this point. Um, grab plus 150 yesterday. It looks like it's ticking out a bit. I'll probably go back and play some more Linda, honestly. I think she is just as good as Radu Kanu. Have this much closer to a pick em. Um, and then Tatana Maria, we're going to go against Coco Goff here. And again, Goff is minus 900, minus six game. The total is 19, but uh, Tatana Maria has a style of tennis that is just brutal to play against. Um, slices a lot, creates weird angles, plays uh, just a kind of a funky rhythm and is really problematic for certain players. Um, Coco Goff, one of her problems in her game, she has a little bit of a weak forehand and that could be problematic again. Have Goff as a huge favorite here, but nowhere near, you know, the minus nine, eight hundreds that we're seeing. Tata Maria plus 500 or better, plus one and a half sets, plus 190 you should be able to find, plus 180 or better looks good. There's a great chance here. Maria takes the first set and maybe the match, um, just being an uncomfortable kind of clunky start for Coco, who hasn't played very well in the last month or so. Has been playing some smaller events. It just keeps losing. Didn't win anything in Billie Jean king cup um didn't play the united cup so curious to see how she looks and you know again this is not who you want to see kind of first up especially as a big favorite and then wang jinyu which we have to remember people know your wongs there's multiple wongs there's a Jiu and a jinyu we want jinyu again look for the n um when it comes to that she goes up against sophia kennan with all due respect the former grand slam winner and american it's just hilariously overpriced. I don't understand why she is a favorite in this match. I have Wong as a pretty comfortable favorite here. So plus anything, which you should be able to find, looks good to me. Um, and again, I think that'll be tomorrow afternoon. But go ahead and scoop that up now. So a few outrights, a bunch of underdogs, and tennis, it's back. It's back, people. You know what's back? You I'll have left. some bets. Uh, <laughs> golf is back. I'm starting my research right now. Tur Tournament of Champions is tricky because it's a feel like some people maybe aren't taking it as seriously as uh, they could be because they're obviously rich because they've won a tournament at least once. So they've gotten some nice paychecks likely in the past year and it's in freaking Maui. So some of these guys I think are just taking the trip with their wives. And we've seen a few guys where it's like, Oh, you could play Very better business than that. Expensable. Yeah. You, you can play better than that, sir, but it's a fun tournament. It's a beautiful course. Uh, I'll have some uh, bets for its golf right back at it so we'll have some shows we'll have some articles ron already put out his preview i'll have some outright bets i'll be back in the discord and again appreciate you guys sticking with us you've now watched every single show we've made this year and uh that's a i mean keep that streak going hit the thumbs up and catch you tomorrow